Welcome back to OK, You're Done, your favorite podcast where buds discuss and debate all things important and maybe a little bit less important. I'm JR. Hey, I'm Allie, and it's really cracking me up that you just called us buds. Are we not buds? I think we are, but it's a funny word. It like, <laughs> sounds like flowers. I'm just the vocabulary. Like, OK. <laughs> well, Allie, this is an historic episode of OK, You're Done, because this is our first ever interview episode. Yeah, it's really crazy. I'm so excited to dive in. So we should give a little background. We did an episode a couple weeks ago on this uh, piece of news that sent shockwaves through the dinosaur-loving community that T-Rex apparently had lips. And uh, a dear friend of mine who actually is a professional paleontologist, so knows actually more about this than I ever will, uh, named Rissa, uh, commented listened to our episode and said you would not believe the drama here and I said I would not but sure would love to hear about it and so she graciously agreed to join us on this episode and so it is my great pleasure and privilege to welcome to okay you're done as the first person we have ever interviewed on this podcast the one and only Rissa Westerfield Rissa welcome to okay you're done hello thanks for having me uh, so before we dive into uh, the drama, I would love to hear, you know, Allie and I both shared what our favorite dinos were, but I feel like you, I, I mean, you're an expert, right? So could you tell us a little bit about like uh, what the road to paleontology was for you? Because I think like almost every little kid loved dinosaurs and thinks about being a paleontologist. Y you actually did it though. So like, like, how did like what was that path like and then would you tell us do you have a favorite dino or do you love them all so much you can't pick a favorite i feel like i'm still working on my path to paleo i don't think it ever ends for most of us um i became obsessed at four i mean if you go back and look at my kindergarten artwork it's like what do you want to be when you grow up and there's all these dinosaur pictures everywhere but there was never a like option to do anything else uh, <laughs> sorry, I just dropped my AirPods. My cat's like helping me out here. Um, so I went from there. I went into undergrad. There's two kind of main paths you can take, either geology or biology for undergrad degrees, and then the same for master's and PhD programs. And so I went through a master's program, and I haven't done a PhD yet, so I still feel like there's there's more for me to do. And which way did you go? Did you go geology or did you go biology? I went geology. Okay. But I wanted to look more at rocks themselves. You know, that makes sense. I, sure. Yeah. I wanted to be out in the field more and that allowed me to go travel. Um, I grew up in a family of six kids and we didn't go a lot of places. And <laughs> so um, the geology route had all these required field trips and I'm like, that's where I'm going. Also, I went, I went to SMU in Dallas, and um, that's actually where the paleontology department, for the most part, was at that university. And so I think it was, I think it was great. I don't regret any minute of it. Um, so, yeah, just getting my master's and then going on digs. I worked with the local museum here for years, starting when I was 16. 
just kind of kept bugging the paleontologist there to let me work in the lab. I mean, seriously bugging him. Um, he told me that, no, 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 we have an 18 year old rule. You have to be 18. You have to be able to sign these waivers. I'm like, my mom will sign my life away. Just let me come prep dinosaur bones. And, um, eventually he's like, okay, after you graduate, um, I'll let you in the lab. And I showed up the day after my graduation with my diploma going, okay, can I come in now? Because I wouldn't turn 18 for until after I was in college. And so begged him. That's an incredible origin story. <laughs> well, it, it gets a little more ridiculous for my sister. She says that I saw a pack of stickers when I was four, and that's where it came from. <laughs> I was like, what? Not even a toy? Stickers? I have no idea. But didn't even see Jurassic Park until like four or five years till after it came out. Because I wasn't old enough, according to my mom. And so... Um, yeah, so like Land Before Time has been the only dinosaur movie I had seen. You know, I actually grew up on the Land Before Time movies too. I was very into that. Ducky, Ducky was my jam back then. Oh, yeah. Um, which kind of leads me to my favorite dinosaur. I, I like the herbivorous dinosaurs. I like Parasaurolophus. I like, I really like hadrosaurs in general. And then the large neck, large neck sauropods. But yeah, I can't pick one. You put any one of them in front of me and it's an actual fossil and I'm joined. I'm, I'm done. Amazing. Um, well, before we started uh, talking about the show today, I, I heard something which I thought was pretty crazy, which is you and JR went to a creation museum together which I didn't even know that was like a thing that existed but it's so apparently it's like a museum where the people who think the earth is 6,000 years old have stuff in a place like what would they even have tell me about it well they have dinosaur skeletons that they claim died in the flood and they have those on exhibit um they they had the coolest bathroom sink I'd ever seen actually that was the coolest part about it it looked like the Great Canyon water running down like it was the coolest bathroom sink I've ever seen um as long as you didn't read any of the panels you were doing great I would like to qualify that Rissa I think as long as you didn't read any of the panels and also have any kind of education uh be because this is this is it right like so I'm a pastor Rissa's a paleontologist we we met at a game night with a from a mutual friend and uh she was first of all someone dropped that she was a paleontologist as i tend to do also whatever i can because it's such a cool fact and so i was you know as we discussed in our dinosaur episode i was like i'm so interested tell me everything blah blah and then she said well my full-time job is i teach at this private school and i got an invitation to the like preview of this creation museum in Dallas. And of course they're targeting private school teachers because the vast majority of those in Dallas are Christian. And that's like, that's who they're targeting, right? This is a museum for Christians by Christians that is ostensibly for evangelism, but it's not, it's not really right. This is just all about like, uh, you know, 
making sure that everyone still already believes the same things and you know whatever and so Rissa's complaining about this like oh i have to go to this and i was like raise my hand and i was like do you need a plus one and yeah. Rissa was yeah and you were like I, weird guy sure like come with me whatever nice to meet you and you are <laughs> oh so this is you guys like ha this isn't like the fourth game night that you guys have attended this is your first game night and jr was, was like count me in that was like maybe 20 minutes after we had met yeah I you know, know i have no social boundaries right i don't um, even remember right. which game we were playing but yeah it was I brought it up and you were like, I'll go with you. And I'm like, well, that's better than going alone, but I really want to check it out. So, and I'm never going to pay to go. So I'm going to yeah. like re-invite. And so we went, there was a, the first thing you did, we actually didn't get to see most of the museum. Um, it wasn't ready yet or whatever, but they, they had a presentation where they had a pastor and then a, gosh, I'm going to use this word as generously as possible. Scientist. Um, who gave like presentations and during the pastor's presentation i kept leaning over rissa and i was like that's not right that's not true that's not how that scripture works blah blah and then during the scientist presentation like he's throwing out all of these like here's how you can't trust carbon dating here's how we know that whatever and rissa's like i read that study that's not what that says oh yeah that's not true oh yeah that's like she's like fact checking it live as we're going and i was just like ah <laughs> We were the bad students in the audience. So honestly. much, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, I think we about died laughing in the um, planetarium show. Oh yeah. Ugh. So anyway, that's yeah, that's that's how we met and how I knew that Riss is the real deal when it comes to to paleontology. So um, yeah, I, I so so since then we have we've been friends. Um, we uh, actually weirdly. It's your sister, right? Who lives in Rowlett? I have two sisters living in Rowlett, but my, you know, my brother-in-law. Yeah. Her brother-in-law is one of our city councilmen. And I work with him in my city government volunteer work and knew him completely independently. Like Rissa just one day messaged me. She was like, how do you know this guy? And I was like, he and I do city stuff together. She's like, he's married to my sister. And we're like, oh, how weird. Um, and he's like, he's cool. Jeff's one of my favorite. Jeff, I don't know if you listen, but one of my favorite dudes uh keep up keep up the good work so um <laughs> he's anyway. awesome he's yeah. awesome he does a lot of really cool things so, so there you go ali at this museum so was there like actual dinosaur bones like they're saying fake no there, there there's cats. fake dino bones and will, will you explain that rissa because like i didn't know that most of the dinosaur bones i see even at like i'm gonna be mean here a real museum um, are not real dinosaur bones, right? So it depends on where you go and what, what they have. So a lot more real bones, the actual fossils are being put on display. But for the longest time, to be able to mount them and put them in those live postures, you're going to have to like drill into the bones to be able to hold supports to hold them up. And that's, that's destruction. Um, so most of the time we use a cast, which is an exact replica, but it's using lighter weight material. So it's just a molding and casting procedure, just like if you wanted to put your footprint in mud and then fill it up with something so you could pull it out and see the exact opposite. 
So, so no, they don't have real dinosaur bones, but a lot of other museums also don't use real bones. Okay, so they but have- museums have real collections. Oh, so like they own the original bone? Is, is that what a or it's just like curated collection? Yeah, they're usually curated collections with different fossils down, like usually in the basement or a different building and, and do research with them. Um, as far as I know, the, the Creation Museum here doesn't have any actual bones. They may, but not that I know of. Not that I will ever get access to anyway. <laughs> so I will say, I, again, what I mentioned that when Rissa and I went to the one here in Dallas, none of their exhibits were open. I, I don't think either of us has been back since they've opened, but I have been to the uh, flagship creation museum run by Answers in Genesis that's in Ohio, or well, it's in Kentucky. It's just south of Cincinnati because I used to live like an hour from it. I went, I was, I attended the Bill Nye versus Ken Ham debate live and it, that took place there at that place. Um, so I've been there a few times and same thing. They, they actually uh, weirdly make it like a point of pride that they don't have any actual, actual exhibits uh, or um, artifacts. Everything is an, it's like a, an interactive installations because, because again, what they're doing is they're putting forth a counter narrative. They're trying to explain why, uh, why their vision of, of, everything which is that the whole universe is only 6000 years old is true and factual even though the science doesn't support it so there everything is an installation that either is arguing why other scientists are godless atheists who are trying to drag you to hell or uh why this science doesn't work the way you think it does so for instance they have to explain how all of the continents have animals on them if the continental drift didn't happen until after the flood, you know, so Noah and the Ark, all of the animals in the world are on one boat. It lands in one place. And before the flood, it was Pangea. After the flood, it's the continents the way we have them. Because again, there's not enough time for continental drift because the earth's only 6,000 years old. But then you have the problem of, well, if all the animals in the world are in like the Middle East, how did they get everywhere else? And so they have a whole installation that has a computer model that shows, well, in a worldwide flood, all of the trees would die. And what happens to wood when it's dead? It, it floats. And so it created these like giant rafts that floated on the ocean currents and just circulated between the continents. And animals could get on in West Africa and ride the rafts all the way over to South America and see easy. Like, I don't see what the problem is here. Right. So. But if you if that's too hard to visualize, they have computer models that show you how this happened. And then they have some images and some videos from where there have been regional floods and wood floated on the water. And they're like, see, here's a picture of wood floating. Therefore, we're right. So do do these people think that like the entire all the eras of dinosaurs just happened in like 100 years? They all were created. Uh, they were all in the Garden of Eden. They will actually argue that they were all on the ark because the ark uh, in Genesis, it says God took two of every kind of animal. Um, the good thing, here's what you don't know, though, Allie. And again, this is super science. Um, Rissa will, I'm sure, back it up because she's a real scientist. Um, dinosaurs are born small and then they never stop growing. So the only reason some dinosaurs are big is because they're super old. Um, okay, Rissa, thoughts, thoughts. 
so I, I think there's still some arguments about determinate or indeterminate growth. Um, we kind of say the same thing about crocodiles, but crocodiles do have a determinate growth. They just don't ever reach it fully, I don't think. And they start growing really small or really slowly, but dinosaurs seem to have grown really fast when they were young and then they slow down. So it's kind of this, this curve, but yeah. I don't think they had to get too old to be that massive, but you know, I'll, okay, I'll leave you. that's really interesting. That's cool. <laughs> I'll leave you with this one thought and then we'll talk about the, the T-Rex lips. Cause that's what we're really here to talk about. But uh, Allie, do you know, how the Creation Museum in Kentucky explains dinosaur extinction. Um, okay, let me guess. Let me guess. So, because remember, they were on the ark, right? So it wasn't that they all drowned in the flood. Okay, right. So the way that they explain dinosaur extinction is that there was a dinosaur who stumbled upon a forbidden fruit and ate it um but the thing is dinosaurs are allergic to forbidden fruit seeds that's something you don't know about dinosaurs so this one dino has this huge allergic reaction and it's really bad and then the carcass actually ends up being a vector of disease and while the dinosaurs are grieving um they end up catching this disease and they all die just within like a year you're last of us in the dinosaurs um, well, no zombies involved, but right, but yes. yeah, 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 um, yeah. that's a great that's a great theory. Uh, it is different from the one at the Creation Museum, but I like it a lot. Uh, at the Creation Museum has an entire uh, room dedicated to this this <clears throat> fact uh, that dinosaurs were hunted to extinction in the Middle Ages by knights, and that's where our dragon legends come from. What? No, I haven't been there. No. And, you know, it's possible that some dinosaurs breathed fire because we have beetles that can produce fire. So that's proof that dinosaurs probably breathed fire. And that's where our, our dragon legends come from. I do have a children's book with the fire breathing Parasaurolophus in it. That's sweet. So anyway, there you go. I think it was published by that museum. <laughs> <laughs> i thought okay. i was making up such a crazy theory i thought that that was just the craziest you little are, thing you and were they, swinging for the fences they really they did better than me theirs is so much crazier <laughs> well there you go okay so, interesting note the society of vertebrate paleontology in october will be in cincinnati i'm wondering oh. how many <laughs> I wonder how many paleontologists are going to go down to the museum to see what's going on. That would be so funny if just this entire group of paleontologists like roll up to the museum and they're like, oh, what do you think about this? Oh, like, that's so wrong. Like, oh, like it would just be a comedy okay. show. We can't keep our mouth shut in a regular museum, like with like a mount and going, well, this one's arm is too high or it should be rotated this like, way. Where, or... the, where the museum is trying right <laughs> we're, we're scientifically done but maybe in the 80s or 90s and we have more research now i mean we still nitpick things so i can't even i don't oh even know gosh. if i could handle going with them i'd pay i'd i'd, I'd go to that museum again just to go with that group uh i would right, watch well, that vlog if that please can someone <laughs> vlog please i need that in my life they'd probably kick us out Oh man, it's, it's possible. 
it's hard it's hard to be it's hard to say what you really think to the workers there because they're like volunteers who are just having the best time and they just love what they do and they're so sweet but they sign serious contracts to work there too i mean i'm sure yeah you're right so anyway, Rissa, you just you just mentioned something that I think is really kind of what I was interested in hearing from you about, which is how much more we know about what dinosaurs look like today than we used to. And this article on the idea that T-Rex might have had lips, uh, again, uh, I just read the article. I was fascinated. Anytime it says dinosaur X might have had Y, I click. Like that's that is clickbait for me. Like I want to know. I want to see um and and you just said there's so much drama around this you have no idea you're correct we don't have any idea which would you enlighten us like what what's going on with this well i think anytime that there's a new idea like this and we don't use the word theory because real theories are well substantiated in science but anytime there's a new idea it goes back and forth for a while um the news reports you'll get will say t-rex didn't have lips or T-Rex did have lips, or T-Rex is three species. No, T-Rex now is only one species, or which that was another one in the past year that came out. Um, there's always a back and forth, and we're over here going, whoa, bro, wait, like, like, there's a mountain of evidence you have to overcome for us to, like, jump on board with something like this. It's not as quick as you, you would think. Um, I don't think anything with this lips thing has been decided. I mean, you can see just scrolling through social media, there's already like two different camps of people like that are lining up, like paleontologists that are like, yeah, this is finally what I've been saying for years. And, and, or somebody going, yes, but I already published about this like 10 years ago. <laughs> like, why didn't anybody talk about it then? Or, this other group going, yeah, there's a lot to be desired there. Like, why didn't they talk about this? And, you know, where were the biomechanics in this? Or what about Komodo dragons? What about crocodiles? What about, what's the argument with this? Um, so, I mean, it's just not as clearly defined as what the news articles always put out with it. And what is so the... Are, are you saying that JR fell for clickbait? <laughs> just blindly believed okay. it. Okay, I think I think everybody, when it comes to something with dinosaurs, we all kind of fall for it because it's just it's fun, it's dramatic. If you ever look at the media, it's always bigger than a T Rex or cousin of T Rex or biggest dinosaur, heaviest dinosaur, longest dinosaur. Like there's always something dramatic in the headline. Like it's trying to be the best, and we're like, we have millions of years of these animals that are more diverse than mammals i mean and we keep trying to group them together and say this is the best or this is right and yeah i mean we it, it's going to take us some time to figure some of these things out and that's how science works we go back and forth i mean i think it took uh, about 10 years or more for the argument between nanotyrannus or juvenile t-rex to be decided we had this argument over if there was a juvenile T-Rex or if it was its own species. And I don't even think that some people even have found, agree with what the determination is so far. So, And, and part of the issue, surely, right, is that it's not like we can just 
uh, say, oh, well, let's go ahead and pull seven more of these skeletons and look, right? Like a lot of times it's like we found uh, four bones from this one place and maybe, you know, right? It, that That's a big part of it, right? <laughs> Yeah, so I um, I teach paleobiology at the school that I teach at, and I'm pulling out some of the images or some of the skeleton images, like outlines, and it'll show which bones we actually have, and they're like, how? Like, there's like four or five on there, or one or two, and I'm like, it depends on how unique that bone is, but for the most part, yeah, we don't have a lot of specimen sets for some of these. Now, for T-Rex, there's actually quite a few. I mean, um, it was, it's in the teens or 20s, at least. Um, T-Rex, the Sioux um, up in the Field Museum, she was the 13th. Wow. And it's exploded since then. Um, so, I mean, we do have fossils. It just, it takes money and time to go get them and then to study them and I mean we've got we've got blocks of coelophysis sitting in a museum that people don't even have time to clean properly and put on you know get out because there's so many of them found out at like Ghost Ranch I mean because they just all died in this mass assemblage um that was kind of them to die all together like that so oh, you know we get yeah, so we so, have so many yeah really thoughtful yeah you know we get, <laughs> we get a few of those usually not the large theropods or or different things but also you have to think about all these different diverse environments that animals were living in and then what does it take for it to become a fossil i mean how many fossils have we found from dinosaurs living on mountaintops probably not many if any um because they'd have to be out of their environment for them to be fossilized um, and then how would you know they live on mountaintops if that's yeah that's <laughs> i mean now if you want to go with like avian theropods we can talk about all the birds that live on the mountaintop but if you want to go with non-avian and look at you know what the traditional extinct dinosaur is like we just there's a lot of things we don't know yet i'm sitting there and all the time i have like a list of things that i want to know about dinosaurs and some of it i don't know if we'll ever uncover like how did they sleep like, that's such a behavior thing that how are you going to determine that from fossil evidence? And it doesn't mean that we can't eventually. It just means that we don't have it yet. What about the difference between um, uh, a female and a male tyrannosaur? Um, my, my seniors, these are 17, 18-year-old students, got in a debate over it because um, the Frisco Museum, which is local to us, announced that they had a female T-Rex on exhibit at the library. This is not museum, the library there. And the kids are like, how do they know it's a female? And I was like, that's a great question. Um, and then we saw the skeleton and it's a sculpture and it's terrifying as a, it, it scares me actually. It, it gives me nightmares. Like its neck is so elongated for, I, I don't know. <laughs> they should have just bought a, a cast of a T-Rex to put there. Um, you're saying, you're, I'm sorry, so you said it's a sculpture. It is not a cast of bones. No, they said it was based off of Sue from the Field Museum, and we're like, that's not the same, not even close. So it's like when movies say inspired by a true story, and it's like uh, the the true story had a guy who went to the same city, and then that's all that they bear in common. 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. I don't. I. I think they just got city adjacent though. Wow. They made it to the same city. Wow. 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 I mean, they both have teeth. <laughs> um. Yeah, it definitely reminds me. It's probably a better monster than some of those monster movies that have dinosaurs in them. Um. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that we just we don't know, and we're still figuring out. So. You brought up in your last one about 65. Yes. I have not seen it yet. But by the way, the end of the Cretaceous was 66 million years ago. <laughs> so 65 million years ago, he would have just dropped into some like early mammal world. Yeah, but you know, that just doesn't have the same ring to it. You know, just. Wow. I do think that's, that's like, so. so and that's not, that, that's not a new thing. That came out in 20. 12 like we've not like that date was established back in 2012 i uh that that goes to again one of the things that i'm just so fascinated by uh my wife amanda and i have been watching prehistoric planet on apple tv which is it's planet earth right they narrated by david attenborough but it's 100 percent cgi and they have it's 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 like it's like what if we could go back and make a nature documentary about dinosaurs and so they have all these different um uh climates you know it's like oh the wetlands or the mountains or the you know the the cold and then they have the dinos and one of the things i told so i love it because like the, a lot of the dinosaurs have feathers or different you know it's kind of they I think they tried really hard to make them look more realistic but one of the things they don't do is they don't say when when is this you know it it and i get why they don't uh, probably i get why they don't but it makes it all feel like all of this is happening at the same time and dinosaurs are over what 300 million years of earth i haven't seen all of that but i believe that they actually went for like a a smaller time frame on that i think they all are about the same time Oh, interesting. So they're just like, there will not be a Stegosaurus because we have a T-Rex. No, I think it's all in the middle to late Cretaceous. Okay. Okay. Period. Wow. No, I mean, okay. It, well, that's it cool. It really is isolated. Yeah. Um, like I said, I really, I haven't watched it. I've seen little clips of it, um, but I believe it's all late Cretaceous. I think this, I think this, the season two is also the same way. Cool. I mean, well, that's great. Again, I didn't know and it didn't tell you. Um, so, but but I just it it's a fun. If Ali, have you watched any of that? No. It's neat. No, it's just <laughs> I mean it's it's just neat. Uh we uh we were we had an episode on and I I called the the 12-year-old that lives with us Stella. I was like, Stella, come up here and watch this. And she sat down and she was like, oh, like she was just like in awe. Cause I mean, again, they all look so real. And you have the the old British guy going, you know, the mother T-Rex swims with her young. He is blah, blah, blah. You know, and it's just like, it's, it again, it just feels like a nature documentary, but you're watching these creatures and they do such a good job, I think. I mean, this is my entirely unprofessional opinion, right? But they're showing that I think they went out of their way to highlight behaviors that we don't typically think about and are not like the Jurassic Park, like sensationalized kind of uh, stuff. So it was, I don't know, it was, it was neat. But but I always have Rissa. I always have you in my head, like when I'm watching there's, those things, being like, "There's a there's there's definitely a positive like people paleontologist community overall. Like it's it's really pretty well done. Um, that doesn't mean that we wouldn't nitpick episodes or anything, but um, we have but you things. nitpick out of love, right? Like that's the this is so well done. Here's the other but, yeah. 
they had a lot of people working on this. Like I have a lot of friends that worked on this and, and I just haven't watched it because I don't have Apple TV. Um, that whole gatekeeping thing, you know, the gatekeep scientific articles, you know, you have to pay to watch those and you have to pay to watch the science documentaries. But I also think I'm a fan of almost anything David Attenborough does. Yeah. I think I could yeah, yeah. To him. That's amazing. Um, well, Rissa, thank you so much for coming on the show. I learned so much about dinosaurs. Um, some actually, yeah, really cool facts. Like, I feel like I'm like, okay, maybe I am going to watch this Apple TV show. Um, yeah, just a great time getting to hear about your career. And like, it's just, it's so like heartwarming that you get to do what you love every day. So thank you for sharing that with us. Thank you. It's been great talking to y'all. All right. And with that, we are done. See you here next week. Same time, same place. So how long have y'all been doing this? You're episode 11. Yes. So not very long. Okay, how did y'all, the two of y'all get together to do this? Allie's dad is one of my very best friends in the entire world. Ah, And so she, I think relatively early in life, discovered the deep joy that it is to give me shit. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I mean, we're talking like eighth grade, like even back then, I thought it was just the funniest thing because he's just like so sure of himself <laughs> in, in like the best way possible, which I love. But then like, you know, my dad just never like no one ever like calls him on it. And I'm like, this is so funny. Like, you're so wrong. Like, buds? <laughs> All of the buds are on the show. No. <laughs>